0: Hallelujah. Well, you guys look beautiful today. Thanks for showing up. It's way better when you're here. I've been here when you're not here, and it's, well, it's significantly less beautiful to start. It is kind of nice and echoey, though, when you're not here. My wife uh, has a term. When I pray, I like to get my guitar out, and my prayers get rather loud, and my wife will say, oh, I See, you're out caterwauling again. I think I've learned to love it at this point. I think I'm okay with caterwauling. At first, I thought that was a negative thing, but you love it, right, Karen? She loves it when I'm in a different room doing it. Well, Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for what you've already done today. We want to thank you so much for what you've been doing and, and accomplished in 2017. And as we're heading into a new year, we're thanking you in advance For all that you're going to accomplish this year in and through and with us and for us. We're so honored that you've called us as your sons and daughters. And this day we're asking that as we examine the word, that by your Holy Spirit you would open our hearts, that we could perceive your words, that we could align our hearts and our actions and our thoughts with yours, and that we would obey you in all things, enjoying your presence as we do so for your glory in Jesus name amen well, I got saved at least three times last week wasn't that so awesome? oh man and if you weren't here go and listen to the podcast because it was wonderful Jason brought it and uh, he talked about praise talked about praise and and uh, and as he was sharing really I would say that that's the first half of this message that i'm going to share i'm going to now share the The other half, or at least another part of that message, is he was talking about rejoicing and praise and how vital that is as followers of Christ that we're engaging in that, that that's how we move through in in, in this life. So if you've missed it, go back and and listen to it, and you'll see how the two fit together. Um, And then don't compare them. It's just not fair when you compare me and Jason because I always lose, and and you can feel that way, but don't tell me that. Don't tell me that, That's mean, that's a mean thing to do. All right, so what I'm going to talk to you today about is prayer, and, uh, and I'm excited to talk to you about prayer, um, and, uh, and, but I'm going to start this message with a confession. I've gathered you all here today so that I can confess my sins to you, so thank you for, thank you for coming. You're next, so don't feel too safe, um, and we've got a microphone for you. It's going to be great, it's going to be great if you're here for the first time. We've never done this before, and... We'll never see you again. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. I'm going to be the only one confessing my sins publicly today, and, and uh, so I want to share a story with you. Um, uh, a little, just, just recently, uh, I was in my office, and, and I was praying and, uh, and kind of running through my to-do list for the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and as I was praying, uh, somewhat half-heartedly, to be honest, um, the Lord just spoke right into my spirit. Um, and, and, and just to explain that, you know, when God speaks to me, I, I have yet to hear the audible voice of God. A couple of you I know have heard the audible voice of God, and I'm super jealous about that, to tell you the truth. I'd really like to do that sometime before I'm actually face-to-face with him. Obviously, we'll all hear it audibly then, but uh, that's pretty cool. I haven't ever had that experience yet. Lord, I think that would be cool. Um, but oftentimes when he speaks to me, the where he speaks to me, you know, says the Lord is spirit. And his, we must worship him in spirit and truth, and so often where the Holy Spirit will speak to me is just directly into what I can only explain as sort of the, the source of where I also get my own thoughts. It's like if, if I were to physically try to point it out, I feel like it's, like it's kind of like right here for me and right in my heart, like right at the same time, sort of like, let's talk about Joshua Revis. we're not talking science, but I just sort of like right into my heart, right into my brain at the same time, sort of like when you have a thought like, hmm, I think I'm going to have a hand sandwich. Well, he comes right there, like, you ought to call your mother instead, you know, that kind of thing. So he, so he drops this thought into my mind, and he says, breakthrough's coming for that. And, and, and since he was speaking right into the place of my heart and my mind, I answered him from that place, and I thought up my own thought very quickly and rather flippantly, and I said, I know, you, you always say that. And, uh, and that was the end of that conversation. So anyway, let me preach to you about prayer. No, let me explain more. <laughs> you were wondering, like, oh my goodness. Um, so that was the end of that. Well, over the next few days, breakthroughs started coming. And there are several different places where God started bringing breakthrough in those things that I was praying about. And I would like to report to you that I immediately was like, yeah, Lord, that's so cool because you had just said that. And now, now that you got the breakthrough coming, oh my goodness, I'm sorry I had such a bad attitude. This is amazing. Thank you, whoo! I did not, I did not do that. Breakthroughs started coming, and rather than having that response, which would have been a much better story, right, um, I actually was like, oh yeah, well, yeah, thanks. And I was already, I wasn't saying this out loud, again, this is just me conversing with him in my spirit, but I'm, I was already like, yeah, that's, that's cool, right on. And my first thought was like, you know, it took you long enough. Like, that really took you a long time to get around to that. And then I was already quickly moving on. I know, quit looking at me like this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this way while I confess. I was already quickly moving on to, man, I, I, I was already thinking of like, if there's going to be this thing, it's probably going to break pretty soon, and then these other things are going to blow up, and then this thing is going to change, and then it's probably going to take another 10 years before you answer that. I know, right? And you guys come here to listen to me talk. <laughs> is anybody having doubts? Don't answer that. I know Jason's better. He wouldn't do this. So uh, the point is, something was wrong. You know, something was going on there. And in that moment, Holy Spirit, how many of you guys are grateful for Holy Spirit? Right? Come on. Isn't it? let just give Holy Spirit a hand. <laughs> Woo! Love you. You're so good. Holy Spirit pops up, you know, kind of like your mama does. Kind of like your mama does. Like You know when you're blowing it and your mama goes, listen. I love you, and we really need to fix this before your dad gets home. <laughs> so I'm going to help you right now because you know daddy ain't going to play this, you, you, right? Come on. Don't you love Holy Spirit? Holy, and, but here's what I love about God, right? Because it's not like dad doesn't know that Holy Spirit's doing that. He's like, go in and talk to him. <laughs> here's, what I love about, here's what I love about the Trinity, right? We have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit conspiring for our good, because they don't get together and go, did you see what your, how many of you guys do that, right, to your kids? Uh, you need to talk to your son, right? <laughs> you need to to. talk It's not my son, it's not our son right now, it's your son. Go talk to your son. But Holy Spirit and, and the father and the son, they're not like that. They're like, oh man, who wants to take care of this one? Like, Josh needs help right now. Who, who wants to go? Holy Spirit's like, let me go. I got just the thing. So Holy Spirit comes in in that moment and starts to talk to me and intervene and say, we, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. And uh, so I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to give you a little commercial break here. How many of you guys like potatoes? All right. I love (laughs) potatoes. I think potatoes are fantastic. I like how they can be made in so many forms. You know, you got fried potatoes, baked potatoes. Come on. Baked potato casserole. Do you know there's a new Dickies at Gateway? Oh, man, you got to have their potato casserole. It is so good. But how many of you have ever smelled a rotten potato? Yeah, right? Come on, seriously. No, I mean, honestly, everybody who's ever smelled a rotten potato, raise your hand. Yeah, right? It, how many of you have reached into a box or a bag of potatoes and put your finger into that spot? It's just like, oh my goodness. I mean, if there is ever a moment that you're either going to swear or pray in tongues, it's that moment, isn't it? It's so bad. And it's like an explosion of, of, like, it's a smell you can taste. You know you're in trouble when it's a smell that you can taste. If I was given a choice to either have to like like really get up close and huff like a dead body or a potato, it would be a draw. (laughs) It's so bad. You know what I'm saying? And what happens, what happens when you have a box of potatoes that has one rotten potato in it and you don't get to it? It starts infecting the other potatoes. Yeah. And guys, I mean it is, oh whoo! I actually feel a little sick. I gotta take a moment. I've had some potato situations. (laughs) Anyway, well. Here's what was happening to me. Holy Spirit was pointing out to me like, you got a couple of rotten potatoes in your box. Like you got, you got some potatoes and, and I'm gonna come and help you out because if you, if you don't deal with this, those couple of rotten potatoes are gonna infect the rest of the potatoes in your box. And so here's Holy Spirit showing up. And here's what Holy Spirit brought to mind in, in that moment. So, so as I was sharing with you, breakthrough had come And instead of rejoicing, I literally, with my stinky potato attitude, wasn't even really grateful. It was like, well, yeah, but you know, right? It's like, kind of took you long enough, was how I was feeling. Like, man, you really took your sweet time on this one. And Holy Spirit and his goodness comes and goes, ooh, ooh, and and he he brought this scripture to mind. Oh, sorry. This is a great, um, that's a great thing that I'm not going to talk about. For even though they knew God, they did not glorify and honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Holy Spirit comes in and says, Joshua, this is where you're going. This is, this is starting to happen. Like Your whole box isn't rotten, but you got a few potatoes in your box that smell like this. You're not even thanking God for what he just did. He just answered some 10-year prayers for you. He's bringing breakthrough in these places. And you are futile in your speculations. You're actually using your powers, your cognitive powers to speculate for bummer negative stuff rather than thanking him right now. And your heart is getting darkened. And instead of rejoicing right now, instead of thanking him right now, you're actually thinking ahead of what's going to break next. Don't you guys love Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit's coming in. But here's what's beautiful, too, is Holy Spirit didn't come in and say, you dirty little rotten potato, stinky old naughty, this is what you're like. No, he came in and said, Joshua, whoa, stop, stop, stop. We got to do the right thing right here because this is what's happening right now. Isn't Holy Spirit so good? And so I immediately, I immediately, I immediately <laughs> once Holy Spirit immediately did me. That's a word. It's got a lot of syllables. <laughs> that was tongues, actually. I didn't mispronounce the word. I was just praying in tongues. I'm Spiritual. <laughs> As Holy Spirit came and confronted me with the truth, I was able to change and it was, it was so cool because what he was saying was you have got to shift right now and what does the scripture say I needed to start doing? They did not glorify and honor him as God or give thanks. You need to thank God and glorify him for what he's done right now or you're going to continue to be darkened in your heart and futile in your thinking. Amen? So, this, this message is about prayer. I, I love this quote. Skeptics may argue that answered prayers are only coincidences, but as an English archbishop once observed, it's amazing how many coincidences occur when one begins to pray. <laughs> Isn't that good? I love that. I love that. Now, how many of us pray? All of us. All of us pray. And so I'm not concerned that you probably don't pray. I'm sure that you do pray. But the Bible is very interesting in what it says because what it tells us to do is to pray without ceasing, to pray about everything. When the disciples asked Jesus, hey, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? What did he do? He immediately teaches them how to pray, and he says, first of all, say, our Father, our Daddy. I want you to know, number one, that when you pray, you're praying to your dad, and he's really, really good. And then the next thing he tells him is he says, in fact, let me give you an example of how good he is. You guys, if your son or your daughter asked you for a loaf of bread, you wouldn't give him a rock. And if if you asked him for an egg, you wouldn't give him a serpent or a scorpion. And you guys are broken in the way you think, and you still will do good for your kids. How much more will your good dad give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? Now, there's an interesting thing there that's a whole nother preach that the Holy Spirit helped me to not try to put into this message because I tried for hours, but I'm gonna reference it, is that when we ask the Lord how to pray, he tells us how to receive the Holy Spirit. You can't pray without the help of the Holy Spirit. You and I cannot pray. And suffice it to say, what does the Holy Spirit do? This is key. The Holy Spirit does what? We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Whereabout we cry out, abba father why is that vital because you got to be praying to your daddy or you're not going to be praying not for very long anyway amen you're not going to be praying the kind of prayers that he's going to answer that sounds harsh but it's true because you'll stop praying long before he answers if you don't understand that he's your good daddy and the holy spirit reveals that you are indeed a son and a daughter and he's your good daddy so keep asking keep asking and then further, the Lord continues, and this is where I was going with this. This is the interesting thing. He continues, and he says, he gives the parable of the widow. You guys remember the widow? And he says, this widow, he says, prayers like this. There was a widow, and she couldn't get justice, and there was an unjust judge in the land. And he didn't, he didn't care about God, and he didn't respect people. And he didn't care about this widow But she would not leave him alone. And she came day and night. Give me justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. And finally, the unjust judge said, this woman is going to wear me out. So I'm going to give her justice. Not because he was good. Not because he loved God. But because she wouldn't quit. And then he says this. Now, how many of you hear that story and you think, so the Lord is telling me to be really irritating to him and wear him down because he's like the unjust judge? On some level, I think we actually do that math. That's not what the parable is about. He goes on to say, how much more will your dad, who loves you and cares for you, give you justice, and you know what the next verse says? And quickly, if you ask him. And then he goes, but I wonder if I'll find faith when I come. Why? Because we stop persevering. So you're going to see some things as you go back and read in the Word, and you've already read in the Word, but keep doing it, that there's these key components. And one of those components is, will you keep praying? Will you keep persevering? Will you keep asking? Will you keep continuing to ask your dad for justice, for your daily bread, for his kingdom to come, for your, for your loved ones to be saved, for cancer to be healed, for breakthrough in your business, for the salvation of our cities, for good government, for the kingdom to come. Will you keep persevering? And we see in the scriptures that Jesus knew that it would be challenging for us to do that. And that's why he taught us, you've got to keep persevering. You've got to keep praying. And you'll see the apostles, and I'm about to go into this, but the apostles also continually exhorted us through the unction of the Holy Spirit, the direction of the Holy Spirit, you've got to keep praying. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep praying. Why did they have to exhort us to do that? Because we stopped We stopped praying. And because what we're doing gets challenged by the timing and the realities that we're facing in this world. And then let's not forget one other thing. The enemy, the accuser of the brethren, comes in and says, well, this is worthless. It's not even working anyway. And even when it does work, what does he do? He comes and snatches away the testimony. I'm getting a little far afield, but are you guys tracking with me here? So there's a reality that we have to keep praying, but it's challenging to keep praying. All right? That was a long explanation, but are you guys with me? All right, so here I am with my poor attitude, my stinky box of potatoes. Not the whole box, but a few of them in there. And the Lord comes, and he begins to talk to me about this. He begins to talk to me about this attitude. Now, Jason, last week, as I shared, he spoke about this being a year of praise. And really, let's let every year be a year of praise. Let's let every day Be a day of praise. And he was talking about how we move forward as we praise him. And and Psalms 104 says this, and his courts with praise. So Jason preached on that. So now I'm preaching on the first part. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Now, I want you to think about proximity here. David is talking about entering in to the temple, Now, the temple had gates, it had an outer court, and it leads into the Holy of Holies. So I want to just think about proximity for a moment to the Holy of Holies. So if you were going to come towards Dad, then how do you get through the gates? You enter his gates with thanksgiving. You take a step towards Dad. Thank you. And his courts with praise. You are good, so good. And then you continue, you give thanks, you bless his name, and you're walking towards the Holy of Holies. And in Christ, you know that the, that, the, that the veil has been torn, and we all not only get to enter the Holy of Holies, but the Holy of Holies has entered us. So we're not talking about salvation anymore, but I want you to catch this picture of what David's talking about here, this reality of as we're living with God, that there's a sense of proximity to the thoughts, the heartbeat, and what's going on in the throne room with him. We want to we be in close proximity to dad in our thinking. In Romans, what does it say? It says, we didn't thank him, and so our thoughts became futile, and our heart became darkened. Who's the father of lights? Our dad. What happens when we're in proximity to him? Our heart becomes enlightened, and our thinking becomes fantastic. Amen? So in order to step towards him, We see here laid out that we must give thanks to him. And what does it say in Romans? It says, because we didn't glorify him, because we didn't thank him, then we became darkened in our thinking. Are you with me? And I think that story I just told you is a pretty good example, isn't it? (laughs) Pastor Joshua being flippant with God about not answering prayers quick enough, right? How encouraged are you right now? You're like, oh man. Well, I was praying about you. (laughs) I'm chilling. It was supposed to be funny, and then nobody did anything. I'm like, ah, uh, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really do deserve that. Thank you. Thank you. I repent. <laughs> All right. So let me show you 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give Thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How many of us have ever prayed that prayer? Lord God, would you please just show me what your will is for my life? Well, today, he has answered that prayer. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are, It doesn't matter what job you're working, what relationship you're in, or what relationship you're not in. You can choose to be in the center of God's will for you in Christ always. You and I get to do that. That's the invitation for us. Isn't that beautiful? But you see, it's an act of will. It's an act of will because God is not coercive. He's collaborative. He doesn't make you do stuff. He invites you to do stuff. So in this same way, we're invited to believe that he's a good dad, right? Don't you love that scripture? Those that seek God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those that seek him. What does that mean? He's a good dad. He's a great dad. But we have to to actually engage with him and collaborate with him, co-labor with him in what he wants to do. And he doesn't make us do that. Some of us have maybe prayed some of those prayers like, Lord, just make me do this. (laughs) Make me do this? Lord, make me love you. That's a weird prayer, isn't it? But in some ways, I think we've all prayed those kinds of prayers, and he's going, I'm not going to answer that prayer. I want you to choose to love me. But I will remind you of my son. There's a beautiful picture of how much I love you. I will cause Holy Spirit to rise up within you and enlighten your thinking and and raise you up from the dead so you can actually see things for what it is. I will cast the darkness off of you and out of you and give you an opportunity to choose me. I'll do all of that. But I'm not gonna do for you the, the one thing that causes you to be able to respond to me with true love I'm not gonna take that away from you and turn you into a little robot. I want a son, I want a daughter. I don't want a robot. So this is the part that's collaborative. This is the part, and here's how do we unlock that. We actually, we unlock that through our thanksgiving and through our rejoicing. You know, I think it was Bill Johnson was, uh, was talking at one point and he was saying, you know, oftentimes people will say, well, I can't rejoice in the Lord. I can't sing songs of praise right now because I don't, feel that and it's just going to be like it's just going to be false you know it's just it's just going to be a lie because i don't really feel like praising him right now i don't really feel like worshiping right now and so that would be disingenuous <laughs> and and his response was well if it was perfectly natural and always felt like the right thing to do he wouldn't have commanded you to do it if you're just already doing it all the time, there'd be no need for there to be a command. So when we obey his commands, that's us agreeing with him. But searching out until we feel like doing a thing before we'll do it, that's not love. That's just, I don't even know what to call that. That's, you can make up your own names for it, but obviously that's not how it works, is it? But we are commanded to do these things if we so choose to do the things that we're commanded, which we get an opportunity, guys, don't we, to accept or reject the commands of God. And when we accept them and do them, we engage in seeing Him for what He actually is, and it is our love song to Him. Amen? What <laughs> so, so what I'm talking about here with thanksgiving is an attitude that we choose. You see, you can't give thanks to God unless you actually engage your mind and your will. Because when we go to give thanks... We have to think about what we're thankful for. You, you have to actually think it through. What am I saying thank you for? Now, I'm not saying that, it, that we can't come up with these Sort of trite Christian sayings. I think we all do that. And in fact, I would say that's probably where I was when Holy Spirit was convicting me here of not even being uh, present enough to thank him for these answers to some 10-year-old prayers and some 15-year-old prayers and what have you. And I was in a, enough of a funk that, 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 I, that I didn't even respond well. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming in and confronting me with the scriptures. So it is possible for us to be sort of praying. It's probably more like Christianese whining. <laughs> it's like, Lord, everything's broken and dark and stupid. Come soon. I'm not sure that's a prayer. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, that's sort of like, well, we, you know, what is that? Or I mean, like, or, or when we have, like, taken prayer all the way down to the level of like, Lord, please bless this food, nurse to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, please bless me as I sleep tonight and help me not to wake up dead, amen. You know, I mean, I don't know if that, like, I mean, yes, when you're first getting started as a child, that sort of counts, like it's the kindergarten beginning points, but really prayer is talking to your dad about what you actually need and what's actually going on and that you actually want his kingdom to come and Holy Spirit is telling you, hey, I want you to be praying specifically about these parts of the kingdom to come. So it, it, it takes an engagement. Are you with me? And and being thankful causes us to adopt an attitude of engagement. Are you with me? So your, your attitude, your actions, you and I, what we're practicing, it actually creates the way that we respond. I love this story. It's probably one of my one of my favorite stories. There's a, uh, some parents and they have twin sons, and uh, one of their sons. Uh, Has a terrible negative attitude, just very, very pessimistic. It's like no matter what happens, he's looking to like for the other shoe to drop. You know, he's he's like, what's the catch with this deal? And then they have this ridiculously positive son, and no matter what happens, he's always like, man, there's, you know, there's, there's, it'll turn around. Everything's going to be great. And the parents are looking at the extremes of their of their twins, and they're like, let's see if we can get these guys to adjust a little bit. Let's see if we can, you know. So 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 Christmas morning, what they decide to do is they sneak into the negative twins room and they just fill it to the ceiling with everything they know he's ever wanted plus things he didn't even think about that he might want above and beyond just to the ceiling wrapped fantastic gifts and then for the positive son they go in his room and they just fill the room all the way up to the bed with horse manure and so the, so Sunday morning, they, they wake up, you know, they're pretty exhausted actually from just sneaking all that stuff into the room. So they finally wake up and they, they wait until they hear the kids rustling around and and, they, and so they go first to the negative kid's room and they go in and he's in there and he's tearing the presents open and just looking at him, throwing to the side and tearing the next thing open and, and he's got a scowl on his face and he's really quite worried and anxious and he's like, I don't understand this. Like, what's the catch? Like, are these even for me? Was this a mistake? Like, am I gonna have to pay for these? Do I have to work this out? Are, are you guys taking my allowance away? And he, so they're like, okay, well, it didn't work on him. So they go to the next room and in there is the, is the positive son and he's in there and he's got the window open and he's got a shovel out And he's whistling. just shovel the manure out the window, and and they go, well, what are you so happy about? And he goes, man, with all this manure everywhere, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. (laughs) The point of this story is that attitude is everything. You see, what, what we cultivate in our attitude is how we will respond to every situation. And Jesus is encouraging us to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness. And it's, in, and it's imperative that we cultivate that attitude of, of thankfulness because everything that comes, we're either going to be that negative kid or we're going to be that positive kid. And he's inviting us to be that positive kid. And you might say, yeah, but the positive kid didn't actually get a pony. And I say, good point. That's a great point. He didn't get a pony. But I'll tell you part two. He's like, well, I'm getting some great exercise, and this will help mom's garden. And you know what? I didn't really want a pony. I wanted a stallion. I'm going to save up some money and get a stallion. In fact, you know what? I bet there's a lot of people that could use manure in their gardens. Thank you, Lord, for this great idea. I'm just going to take manure to people's gardens, save up some money. See, attitude really is everything. Are you with me? So what's the point here? The point is we must engage with the reality of the kingdom through thanksgiving in order to continue to persevere. Tongues again. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to demonstrate humility in front of these people. (laughs) We, through an attitude of thanksgiving, are able to engage in persevering prayer, and it's the only way that we will. Now, how many of you have ever taken your thumb and put it up to the sun, and if you get the thumb close enough, you can blot the whole sun out? right? With your tiny little thumb. Have you ever done that? Anybody? Well, what do you, you? Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, we did. And let me tell you something. It was awesome. <laughs> well, the, well, just take our word for it. So the point is, why? Because if you're focusing on even something as small as your thumb, but you get it close enough to what you're focusing on, you can blot out even the sun. Well, that's what we do when we try to pray without thanksgiving. We take the problem and we just get focusing on it, like me with God, right? Oh, and by the way, Lord, I need you to take care of this stuff. And he comes in and says, breakthrough's coming. And I go, I know, I know, you always say that. Breakthrough's coming, I get it. Someday you'll do that. Fine, I got a full day. Moving on. Check that off my list. Why? Because I'm persevering in prayer without thanksgiving. Yeah, ouch. Why does this all have to be about me, by the way? Would somebody else confess something? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, though? <laughs> so what happens when we engage in thanksgiving? When we engage in thanksgiving, first of all, it's an act of will. We, we actually have to say, well, Lord, I'm asking that you would provide for this particular widow and I know this particular widow needs $200,000 so that they can buy a home and not have a payment now when I, then, so I go, okay, so that's what I've got to pray about do I have $200,000? No do you have $200,000? come see me after ministry um, no, <laughs> the point it's a, I don't actually have that widow, this is an example so What happens if I start to thank him? Now, if I just think about the $200,000 that's needed, it's right there. God, I need $200,000. And uh, I don't know, you own all the cattle on the hills. Um, I still need it. Amen. (laughs) All right, great. That's of some value. What happens if I start with thanksgiving? Father, well, first of all, I want to thank you And then it's quiet for a moment. So then I back up and I say, Holy Spirit, can you help me remember (laughs) what God has done? Lord, thank you that I'm alive right now. Thank you that I fell through that ceiling over there five years ago and I can walk around and move and I have practically zero ill effects thank you that when i was 16 i fell 75 feet in a rock climbing accident hit a ledge with my chest and then fell another 75 feet and i walk around and no one would even know that unless i told them that story thank you that at a very important time in my life i needed to know that you're my provider And so when my wife and I went to YWAM, we didn't publish the fact that we needed $18,000 to go there and then go on outreach, and you provided every cent of it. Thank you that when I joined this ministry, I left a really good job that paid really well and had a huge future and a fantastic retirement. And over the last 12 years, you've given me three solid investments that when I do retire it will be at a higher level than I would have if I would have stayed with that. Thank you that my wife fell off a ladder and though it's terrible that she broke her thumb, that all she did was break her thumb. Thank you that it's healing well and it's and it sealed up. Thank you that Jack's surgery was a success. Thank you that our dear friend Nikki, who was dying in a hospital, bleeding to death, and we all prayed together and you intervened. And the doctor said, that's as close as you can get and come back. Thank you. And then suddenly I go, Lord, when I think about all that you've done, and I've only listed a couple of things, I know you're going to take care of this widow. I know you are. And I know also that you're going to do it in your perfect time. Something else that happens, by the way, in my list is I, is I say, thank you, Lord, that when I prayed to marry that silly, silly girl that I met when I was 16, that you didn't, I didn't listen to you. You took her out of my life. And thank you that you're blessing her, but thank you for taking her out of my life. Thank you for no. Thank you for this beautiful woman that I'm married to. Are you, are you seeing this? So then suddenly, then suddenly something shifts. Are you guys tracking with me here? Something shifts where now, now my thankfulness is leading me into a wisdom that, that now I'm even thanking him for things like timing. You start thanking the Lord for everything he's doing, you start looking back, and the Holy Spirit starts reminding you, aren't you glad he said no about this thing? Oh, that's right. Thank you, Lord, for the times you say no. And then there's other things where it's like, aren't you glad he waited on this thing? Oh, yes, thank you, Lord, for timing. I just remembered that widow has a gambling problem. Oh. (laughs) Are, Are you guys hearing me? You see, suddenly, then, your thoughts become excellent. Your heart becomes enlightened, and you will persevere in praying. And you'll pray, not from out here. Oh, God, please, please help, please help. That's an okay prayer. But then he gives you the Holy Spirit, doesn't he? Jesus, how do I pray? How do I pray? Let me give you the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, how do I pray? How do I pray? Well, he's your dad. Think of him that way. Oh, you're my dad. Dad, thank you for all these things you've done. How do I pray? Now, here's one last thought I want to finish. This, this, this sermon could go on. I, I love talking about this. Isn't this fun? I mean, to think about this, it's enlightening, isn't it? You're just, what? You're so good. But I want to give you one final ingredient that, that <clears throat> will stand on its own, and I'll speak more on it at a future time. But if you go back, and I encourage you, please go back as you're reading the word. I want you to look at the different instances of prayer, and in each instance, there might be one or two without, but almost every instance, you'll see a, a, a uh, progression of prayer, and it, is, and it is this Pray without ceasing, don't stop praying, pray in everything. All right, just like this. Oh, here it's in the message too. I really liked this one. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This way, this is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus to live. So as you look at all these things about prayer, you'll see this. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Keep praying. Pray to your daddy because he's your daddy and he cares about you. Come on. There's almost always a reference to the Holy Spirit will help you. And then lastly, there's a reference to peace. How many of you, as we went through this message, and as we're going and Revelation was coming, I started talking to you about being thankful. I started thanking the Lord. I started walking through this. You literally feel the peace of God come into you, didn't you? You literally felt a peace, like, that's right. As I was sharing testimonies of what he's done in my life, you started remembering through the power of the Holy Spirit what he's done in your life. And that not only has he done that, but he did that for me, and he did that for her, and him. And you know what? He's going to do it again. And what happened? He hasn't even answered some of those prayers yet, but, but, but the peace of God that passes understanding came right now. And that's another part of persevering prayer. And when we thank him for what he's done, and we continue to pray, it says the peace that passes all understanding guards our heart. The peace of God, the God of peace is with you. He will complete the good work. These are the components of prayer. And so the thankfulness brings the, prep, the proper prayer. The proper prayer is you talking to your daddy. That's what I mean by proper prayer. It's like if you're a good daddy, how am I going to talk to you? I'm going to talk to you like that. And then what happens? You are a good daddy. And you know what? I'm at peace. And in finality, this. There's one beautiful part of thankfulness that I want to encourage you to give to Daddy. Let me give you a tip. Let me give you a hint. I've been hanging out with him. I had a spanking a few weeks ago. Doing pretty good. I appreciated it. You're enjoying the fruits of that. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) There are certain things in thankfulness that we can give a gift to Dad now that we won't be able to give to him later. There is a time in prayer where we've not yet seen the breakthrough, the healing, the salvation, whatever it is, and there's a time before he's answered that. And in that time, you and I have an opportunity through thankfulness to tell him, I appreciate you now. I thank you now. I trust you now. It's by revelation of Holy Spirit. It's because of the fact and the reality of your character and your goodness. It's because of your love. But I'm responding to that and telling you, I just want you to know that right now, before the $200,000 comes, before the loved one is saved, before I see my son or my daughter that's that's, that's now present and I don't understand why you didn't heal them and now they're with you in the kingdom and I'll be with them soon, but I don't understand it. In this time, before I get closure, before I get the answer to prayer, before I get the full revelation, I'm telling you right now, thank you. Thank you for what I understand about you. Thank you for your peace and thank you for being good even in this mystery. Thank you. That's a gift that we get to give him now. Because when all is known, when all is revealed, when all is present, when all is redeemed, we will be grateful. It'll be wonderful. But I can't give him that gift then. I can only give him that gift now. So that's a bonus. It's a good one, though, isn't it? And you know who inspires that? Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that goes, Josh, take it easy, man. (laughs) He convicts us of sin but he reveals to us righteousness. The prayer servant team is coming forward as well as the elders, and I want to encourage you, would you please come and get prayer today? Get prayer not just if you're bleeding right now. If you're bleeding, we certainly want to pray for you. I mean emotionally, physically, spiritually, circumstantially, whatever. But get prayer. Because you are engaged in full-time ministry. You are the priesthood of all believers. You are extending the kingdom. You are about the Father's business. You are on point in your sphere of influence, extending who this God is. And we want to bless you and the ministry that you're engaged in. So please let us pray for you today and just bless you for this year. And we just want to to pray over you. So don't come just for the, the hard stuff. We love doing that. We love praying for healing. We love praying for breakthrough. But also come... Because you're doing some great stuff and we want to bless you. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. Love you guys.